Welcome to the Octavius Gould Experience, and I'm your host, Octavius Gould. I am leveraging 25 years of corporate leadership and entrepreneurship experience to give my listeners a roadmap to success. Today, I'm excited to bring to you episode number seven titled, Surviving Entrepreneurship with Creativity. As a follow-up to episode number five, I'll discuss why creative thinking is mission critical in this fast-paced competitive global economy. I'll help you relate by highlighting the creative process and methods to enhancing your creativity. Let's dive right in. Entrepreneurship requires three things as it pertains to creativity. Business owners must, one, be bold enough to try new ideas. Two, be flexible enough to throw aside ideas that do not work. And three, be wise enough to learn what will work based on their evaluation of what did not work. A creative thought process is a necessity for business ownership survival. My friends, a small business relying on yesteryear, meaning all the things that worked in the past, is at risk of being demolished by its competition if it fails to become innovative. It's imperative that entrepreneurs look at the world through a different lens. This will help them gain a new perspective and help them become more creative and innovative. I always encourage entrepreneurs to refrain from making assumptions from past success and adapt by changing their beliefs and behaviors in order to align well with the current state of our business environment. Entrepreneurs that I've worked with in the past were coached by me to eliminate self-imposed mental constraints that killed their creativity. So what I would do, I would coach these calculated risk takers from all ages, ethnicities and backgrounds through a paradigm shift. This would change their perceived ideas of one, what the world is, two, what it should be like, and three, how it should operate. Now, why is this important? Stale business ideas become so deeply rooted in our minds that they become immovable blocks to our creative thinking, even though they may no longer be relevant. It's funny. I often joke with my associates about how more curious and creative my 11 and 18-year-old daughters are than me. I personally think it's because the world has yet to brainwash them into an attitude of conformity. Young people and millennials also have have a knack of pushing back on the concept that traditional solutions are the only solutions. I can recall numerous times during my leadership career when I spoke out against the we've always done it this way corporate maneuvering. And that's difficult to do because a lot of business professionals are apprehensive to communicate new ideas to their leadership who are somewhat closed-minded. They don't want to be chastised or blackballed. So they keep their ideas close to their vest. And as a result, the organization never takes advantage of the diversity and the different experiences and backgrounds of its employees. So just remember, if you're an entrepreneur, Remove the handcuffs and let your mind be free. For example, did you know that Walt Disney was fired from a job for not being creative enough? I discussed this in a previous podcast. I always say that whoever fired him should have fired themselves. (laughs) Because when Walt Disney founded the Walt Disney Company, he was free to think creatively, which opened up his mind to a world of possibilities. His approach to creative thinking has influenced even movie directors today. So what lesson does his story hold for entrepreneurs? In my opinion, by suspending conventional thinking, business owners are able to throw the usual paradigm constraints that most professionals face on a daily basis out the window. 
It also says that entrepreneurs must be brave because successful entrepreneurs are willing to push the innovative boundaries forward. For example, when I've coached entrepreneurs in the past, I've always encouraged them to create think tanks, to conduct some of their meetings off-site because it eliminated interference and allowed them to open up their minds and think more freely and creatively. I would tell them to find other entrepreneurs and develop strategic partnerships to create synergy with like-minded business professionals. This allowed them to tap into ideas without being concerned about competition. They always say two minds, three minds, four are better than one. And what's interesting is that research actually shows that creativity can be taught. Think about that. Gone is the conventional wisdom that an entrepreneur or even a business professional in corporate America are either creative or not. I read a book by Joyce Wyckoff, and she wrote that every person can be taught techniques and behaviors that help them generate more ideas. Now, I thought about that, and I think the problem is that in large organizations, employees have never been expected to be creative. For example, when I worked as an, a vice president of sales for a global software organization, they did everything possible not to foster an environment that encouraged creativity outside of the three top C-level executives. As a result, the company became stagnant and experienced a high level of attrition. Many large corporations and even small businesses are experiencing that today. It's called the great resignation period where employees are leaving companies because they don't find the environment to be conducive to success. In many cases, they're leaving to become entrepreneurs, they're leaving to go to competitors, or they're leaving the job market period, which is creating an entirely different dynamic. So how can we improve our creative thinking? According to research that I've read, it showed that each hemisphere of our brain processes information differently. One side of the brain is dominant over the other. And I was fascinated to learn that the left brain is guided by linear, vertical thinking from one logical conclusion to the next, whereas the right brain relies on kaleidoscope, lateral thinking, which is all about considering a problem from all sides and jumping into it from different points. It also said that the left brain processes information in a step-by-step -step fashion, while the right brain processes it intuitively all at once, relying heavily on images. I think my right brain is dominant over my left because I'm definitely a visual guy. <laughs> I am driven more by my right brain's lateral thinking, which ignites my creative thought process. Think about it. Which brain drives you, right or left? Let's see. I'm going to grab my iPhone. I have some notes on here. Here are some things that will allow professionals to determine whether their right brain or left brain is more dominant. It says you're right brain driven if you always ask the question, is there a better way? You challenge custom, routine, and tradition. You're able to be more reflective, often staring out the window in deep thought. You're a prolific thinker, and you know that generating lots of ideas increases the likelihood of coming up with a few more highly creative ideas. Right brain thinkers play mental games trying to see an issue from different perspectives. They also realize that there may be more than one right answer. Right brain thinkers see mistakes and failures as a mere pit stop on the way to success. That's definitely me. <laughs> right brain thinkers also see problems as springboards to new ideas. 
They relate seemingly unrelated ideas to a problem to generate innovative solutions. Right brain thinkers have helicopter skills, the ability to rise above the daily routine to see an issue from a broader perspective and then swoop right back down to focus on an area in need of change. Very interesting, right? But now don't worry too much about one side of your brain competing or even fighting with the other. <laughs> Word is, is that each side actually cooperates with the other most of the time. Now, when the two sides do compete, you may just need to get a good referee, like a partner, a business partner, or a spouse. Maybe that's why they say behind every good man is a great woman, because I'm sure us men deal with the split brain phenomenon more often. <laughs> and remember, I'm a girl dad fellow, so I need to stick up for the women. I encourage all of you to read more about this topic because I think you'll encounter visual as well as other exercises that with practice can teach you how to control your mental shift. This will allow you to tap into a pool of creativity that actually lies hidden within the right hemisphere of your brain, unleashing power, in my opinion, that will make you a more successful entrepreneur or even employee who contributes more effectively to their employer. All of this brain talk is definitely above my pay grade, so I'll stay in my lane and just direct you listeners to Google your local library or an actual subject matter expert. But take the time to dig a little deeper into the right brain, left brain concept, because I think you'll be fascinated to learn more about how to control your thought process to become more creative and innovative. And this is just not something that will benefit you in an entrepreneurial endeavor. This will help you if you work in corporate America for a small business or even for a nonprofit, it doesn't matter. Whichever environment you're in, being able to think more creatively will only help you progress within your career. So please take the time and research the right-brained, left-brained thinking phenomenon. And one thing I do know is that successful entrepreneurs require both the left and right brain thinking. So research that as well if you're an entrepreneur. Why is that important? Because right brain thinking will enable you to create an array of original ideas. Left brain thinking will enable you to evaluate multiple ideas and choose the best solution for the given business problem. For example, as an entrepreneur, I relied heavily on right brain thinking to generate innovative products, services, and ideas. I then relied on left brain thinking to judge the market potential of my ideas. This approach helped me avoid being viewed as what I call half-headed, which only increases an entrepreneur's chances of business failure. You want to definitely learn or teach yourself through reading books or research how to be a left and right brain thinker. In closing, think out of the box because no one is going to change the locks on you. So my friends, if you're a business owner or an aspiring entrepreneur who covets compelling content on entrepreneurship or leadership, please hit like, share, and subscribe to my podcast today so you'll be alerted to future episodes. We are just getting started. We're just getting warmed up. We are going to inspire and motivate you to be either a great leader or a great entrepreneur. In 2022, we are going to drop it like it's hot. Our episodes are going to be fire. We're going to bring guests in and have an interview style podcast episode. I'll continue to take their approach that I've taken in the first seven by just sharing my expertise and experiences with you. 
And some of those experiences are good. Some of those experiences, as I've said in the past, are bad. So you're going to learn from my mistakes. It's all about, again, helping you develop a roadmap to success. So thank you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Carpe diem.